Just now while we are waiting for the teacher to come, I saw the impatient mind coming up. Um, 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 but after, after that, I realized that whenever it comes, it will come. Huh? So it's not necessarily the impatience. Right. Yeah. Uh, See, when we when we know what is happening, um, there's the chance that the wisdom will arise. You know, so that's why there's no loss if we are aware. Then, you know, sometimes you just realize something. This is nature, you know. If there is awareness, clear comprehension, sampajana, the understanding of whether something is appropriate or not, necessary or not, comes. Because um, it's when there is awareness that wisdom is allowed to arise. Yeah, that wisdom is able to arise. That's why it's important to be aware, to have awareness, yeah, so that the wisdom can arise. When doing the meditations, um, either the mind is everywhere or the mind is nowhere, just waiting for the objects to arise. So when there's a sound, I know that the sound is from which direction the door open. So the directions, is it? A concept, or is a reality that people coming from here or from here? Or direction was inside a concept. Or? Direction. If we're thinking about the direction, it's a concept. Just knowing the sound is is reality. Mm-hmm. Initially, it's like that, you know, when we hear sound, the mind automatically... This is the nature of the mind, right? It also automatically thinks about where the sound is coming from. And um, as we continue practicing and the mind is more settled and becomes more comfortable with knowing sound and all that, um, you come to the point where you start to realize that you hear sound here, you know, near your ear or in your ear. And then um, when the mindfulness gets even better, it can feel when you know the mind, that you hear the sound in the mind. It can feel like that. Would it be dangerous if I know the sound is from there, the car coming, then it might knock me? We need to use concepts. Concepts are not a problem. He's not saying that you cannot have concepts. You just need to know what is concept. You just need to know what is concept and what is reality, but you don't, you don't need to remove them. Yeah. The mind is expert at knowing concepts, right? But, but our normal mind is not so um, familiar with reality because we're so lost in concepts. But actually, both of them coexist. They are there together. The speed of the mind is so that, you know, when, when the sound is heard, it's already heard. You don't even know yet. You know, the sound is heard, and then the mind thinks about, you know, where the sound is coming from. All that happens one after the other, but we, we don't see the, like, the progression of it, yeah. 
Right. So it's not to get rid of concepts. You must know what is concept, what is reality. That's all. Okay. Yeah, we need to use concepts. Otherwise, we can't live. You can't eat if you don't know where to put your food. You won't be able to walk. You'll fall because <laughs> you don't know where to put your foot. Yeah. Okay. When we practice, you know, it's useful to see how mindfulness is beneficial. So like you noticed that when you were aware of impatience, it, it allowed you to then reflect a little, you know, you, you realize that when he comes, he will come. The impatience is, is a useless in the equation. It doesn't make him come faster, right? And then, that is because you are aware. So it gives the mind the opportunity, the chance to have some understanding arise so that it becomes free of that unwholesome um, thought or feeling. We will so you don't have to suffer, right? Space, yeah. Right? You, the mind has a choice. It has space, right? Whereas if you had not been mindful, you would have continue to be impatient. And impatience makes this mind and body suffer. When the mind, when the unwholesome tendencies in the mind become very strong, greed or anger uh, or even delusion, when they are very strong, Seattle says, um, there is a chance for these um, mental qualities to go out of control. Then we might do something that we shouldn't do, right? And at that time, we don't have a choice because the, that unwholesome quality is the one that is, is strongly in control. Yeah. So when there's a lot of unwholesome in the mind, uh, when it's very strong in the mind, it's as though we don't have a choice. We are at the mercy of that unwholesome quality. Yeah. All these unwholesome qualities, all greed, aversion, delusion, they don't, they don't understand reason, they don't understand logic. It doesn't matter whether it's fair or reasonable or, or necessary. They, they don't understand all that. They just have their job, you know. Greed is one, one, one. Uh, anger is get rid of, you know, go away. Delusion is, I don't care, you know, yeah. Yeah. If you notice, in our lives, very often we get into trouble when, you know, we speak impulsively. When there's some strong, like, most, mostly it's anger, right? We say, say things suddenly without thinking. We have no time to think because the anger is so strong. It just, it's out there. And after that, then, then you have to solve the problems that come with having said that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes the w- things we say can cause problems in our lives uh, for days, sometimes for a long, long time. It depends, yeah. So awareness gives us a chance. It gives us an opportunity. It gives us space to, to choose to do the right thing, right? I know. to have wisdom be present.
ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้
the another object appear like sound or another thing or I don't know or an animal or something and it was impossible to philosophize you know <laughs> like because always so, something happened and because I don't want to force because now is another thing but I feel like oh I cut this moment and okay I let it go but all day was like this and I don't know if if when you feel that you you was in something important if you have to come back or let it go and have the mind so confused <laughs> like a, a puzzle puzzle to up your to dine seka ho yao diao dame ho yao diao to mo ho thin ne tu a pyo re tu takha le easy account lo ba takha le frustrated phit de tu a pyo re upama tu takhu shu ne de so ba so tu da di lo shi de tu pyo re shi lo ba mi na bo tu takhu tin ne de tin ne ro dame tu a ba phit ne so dao sit win za ne de sit win za ne de che ma ta cha ha ti la o a tan phit de mo tu ka wa tu be ya phit lo sit ka a yo ta cha a yo shi ya wa ro tu a ตัวบาเพียดเลยสรตะเนกงดิโลเพียดเลยเนี่ยตะนี้ทามิเลยเนาะทุ่งตามั้ยจามเมตัวอะไรเอาตัวมะกองโลเทนตัวเทนาดิ
So for me, I have a lot of uh, eagerness and excitement, like for new things, for food, and for new, yeah. new experience. So, and um, so when when do, do I know that my excitement and or eagerness will weaken my my mindfulness? Because uh, if that weakens my mindfulness, I need to reduce it, or I need to uh, how to uh, hand, uh, how to let's say adjust my excitement. That uh, you you need to learn the lesson. So this is So this is Siado's wisdom, right? He knows that excitement and eagerness reduce mindfulness, but it's not your wisdom. Right? So you have to find out. So when you are excited, what happens to you? When you learn again and again that it reduces your mindfulness, and if your mind values mindfulness, it will slowly learn, and the mind will itself reduce its eagerness and so on, because it wants to be mindful. Okay. It's a bit like she said just now, just on a longer scale of time. She said she was watching impatience, and then the mind understood, oh, but impatience is not necessary because it doesn't make anything happen faster, right? Uh, in your case, however long it takes, just watch excitement and eagerness whenever they come. See what the effects are. Learn from them. So when you're excited, when you have eagerness, look at how it feels, right? Um, what you're thinking, how you behave, right? Notice yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on um, uh, how to op- how to know that you uh, you you are watching your, your thoughts and not just uh, object. Like you you need to have your observing mind, like watching mind and object. So so um, as the teacher said that we need to uh, for not not follow the objects, but see how the mind observe the object. And I, I'm doing my meditation. I try to reflect on when, when I, when I know that I not just follow the object, and, and but I also observe the, how my mind um, see the object. And um, so, for example, I just say my example to see if it's if it's I have the observing mind or not just follow the object. For example, when I talk to a friend and I listen to the stories and I um, I was very emotionally uh, like involved and I feel like uh, I was carried away by the emotions and like sadness of my friend, for example, and I also feel uh, sad because of that. So if I have the I know how to observe. Um, the object, then in that case, I will check on my uh, internal um, mind, so my feeling, and not just um, get lost in in my sto- the story of my friend, but also check how how I think and how I feel. So, is that example of that that I also observe my my mind, not just follow the object, right? ตัวเปียวเลยอชินเปียวเปียวเลยตีเนี่ยสิกะบาผิดเนี่ยแล้วตีอ่ะมั้ยอายุน้องมาไล่เนี่ยลูกเปียวรอเลยตัวเอ่
Yes, you could say that, something like that. When you check how you feel and what you're thinking and all that, you're, you're doing the work that you need to be doing, which is checking whether you are aware, making sure that awareness is still present. Yeah, that's how we, you know, learn to develop the habit of being mindful when we speak. Thank you. Have you seen how people talk to each other and then slowly talking, talking, and after a while they're fighting? <laughs> Talking meditation, That's when you don't understand talking meditation. How to be aware of yourself while you speak. Yeah? So there's no mindfulness, so there's no wisdom, and then all the defilements take over the speech. That's, that's why uh, teacher also said shouldn't too emotionally involve in the stories and should be like taking back and, and see how you feel. How the story, yeah, concept, I don't build up, yeah, emotion. Yeah, when we pay too much attention to the concepts, the stories, emotions start to grow. Hmm? Yeah, concepts make emotion. Mm, good. The mind is very interesting. Sometimes, you, 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 when you notice, you get joy. Sometimes, you get really depressed. <laughs> Sometimes, I'll be Identifying the one that I will today. When you identify with the mind, you get depressed. If you are just interested in understanding the nature of the mind, then it doesn't matter whether the mind is manifesting good or bad qualities, it's still interesting. Yeah, says when wisdom understands the nature of mind, then good quality mind is also just mind. A bad quality mind is also just mind. It's just manifesting qualities of mind. It's really important to learn the lesson of how to become just interested instead of dismayed at the presence of the bad qualities of mind. Yeah. Otherwise, our, we are so judgmental of our own mind. We're like, something un- unwholesome comes up, and we're like, no, it shouldn't be. In, yeah. We don't even want to watch it. It's like, forget mindfulness. It's like, it shouldn't be here. But actually... actually That's a really important lesson, you know, to to be able to see that it's beneficial to to watch the, the these bad qualities. It's because it's only when we watch them that we understand them eventually, and then we can become free of them. Not by trying to become free, not by trying to get rid of them, but just by getting to know them. I wanted to relate uh, an experience uh, from the readings and uh, listening to the tapes. Asayada always says uh, meditation starts from when you wake up until the moment you sleep. So uh, this morning I, I woke up. When I woke up, uh, it's not because of anything else, it's because of stomach ache. <laughs> and uh, when I woke up, 
the first thing I realized is uh, the mind is awake. The mind is awake. Then only the other senses come. The, the, the seeing, the hearing, so the rest comes. And you know, suffering, it keeps the mind alert. When we are comfortable, the comfortable mind is very slothful, <laughs> very indulgent. Yeah. Stomachache, oh, danger, emergency, maybe I have to be <laughs> careful now, what shall I do next? So you wake up, no? <laughs> That's why Siado, he's always said this, that he wishes for all of us to have a little dukkha because it wakes up the mind it keeps us real because we are so attached to to happiness to comfort we like it we want it so much so attached to it so even when we meditate we're waiting for the meditation to give us happiness to give us results Oh, that's why Seattle said Mao Zedong said that religion is an opiate. It's a drug. <laughs> Since religion got a bad rap because of the way people use it. So, but actually, Siyadu says, the objective of um, meditation is not happiness or peace. The objective is wisdom. To get to know things as they really are. And um, when you know things as they really are, the automatic byproduct is peace. You don't even have to wish for it. You don't even have to reach for it. It's automatically there when wisdom is there. Mm. Seen a lot of yogis who become so enchanted by samadhi. You know, they love the yeah, they love the good feeling when you meditate, when you feel peaceful and calm and quiet, and they follow that their whole life. You know, that's all they're after. Yeah. So I, I woke up, I, I don't have a watch, so I don't know what time it was. Okay. So because of stomach ache, then I went down. Since I'm going down, right, so I took my towel, I went down, then I saw a few people. I asked someone for a time. The person says 5 a.m. So I went quickly to the toilet, do my business. So when I was doing my business, somehow an uneasy feeling came. Uh, it was guilt. <laughs> Why? The friend who sit next to me, right, who actually sleep in the, the bed next to me, is the one who wakes me up. But I woke up, I didn't wake him up. <laughs> so I, I saw that coming up. I, I didn't like what I saw. Okay. So it was so funny, even when I'm doing my business, right, thoughts can come out and I can notice the thought that there is guilt and it, it, it didn't end so when, when I came when I was still doing my business right so suddenly I heard someone went into the, the bathroom and showered 
So I heard the sound. So I thought, oh, maybe it's my friend, right? So quickly I did my business when I came out. Oh, the first one that was occupied, that was the one that he usually occupied because I've seen him going in. I thought it must be him. But he still wasn't very happy. Went back quickly to the dorm. Oh, he's not there. That means it has to be him. So the mind was, was peaceful. But it didn't end. <laughs> when I came to the meditation hall, it came out again. What happens if he asked me why I didn't wake him up? <laughs> so the, the guilt came out, right? And I thought, it has already happened. You know, if he asked me, I really can't do much about it. But the, the guilt kept coming, so there was a bit of a dislike. So then, then there was also a situation of thinking, what happens? So it's more, more fear then. Okay. It's very interesting because I even went into thoughts of maybe I should go and approach him and tell him uh, why I didn't wake him up. But when, when the thought came, right, suddenly it paused for a while. Then he says, hey, wait, hang on a minute, that's the future. I don't even know what's going to happen in the future. I think it's not necessary. So I just left it as it, as it was. Like. So the whole thing finished, meditation finished. It hasn't ended. <laughs> when I went out of the meditation hall, went down, I met him. He came right in front of me. <laughs> so, what is he going to ask, right? He showed me. He had a watch. He says, the watch, the alarm didn't ring. So, sorry. I didn't wake you up. <laughs> it was so funny. By now, we end up to our road. ตุ๊ดมาไหนไม่ชื่อเออเบ้ชิงมันไม่ติดหรอกตู่ซิงมั่วหรอซิงมั่วหรอกลูเรลุ่งช้าเนี่ยพี่เดี๋ยวก็ม
Yeah, so you see the lesson is all the worrying and all our fears are just extra, you know, they, they're like, yeah, what's the point? <laughs> Unnecessary, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this is how we explore the mind, right? We see the process over and over and slowly the mind learns that worry is unnecessary, but with time. Is there anything else in the process of noticing uh, any skills that I, you know, that the mind needs to learn to, to understand or to ask or to question more? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You cannot force the lesson. You, all you can do is observe. Yeah, yeah. You already... Yeah, he says you already have lots of interest. Interest is enough. Interest is enough. Yeah. Yeah, he's already pointed out, you know, um, what we need to know. More is information, not as like it must happen to us. Thank you again. Um, as I mentioned yesterday, I think we all work with habits, right? The mind is used to habits. And, and I was used to meditate, um, giving my mind other things like mantras or as I said. So my mind would get trapped and that would make it easier or it's a way I was used to. And so now I'm really trying to, what I believe it's happening is to detach from, from you know, to really not identify and know that it's the mind, it's not my mind, it's the mind. But then I tend to to follow my my thoughts, and then I it's like daydream. Then you you go with your thoughts. Then I try to come back to sensations or hearing sounds or breathing. So I keep coming back. And so I don't know. Is it just a matter of time, practice, practice, and 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 detach from knowing that it's not my mind and. ซึ่งซ่าแล้วนิ่วเหมือนตัวเอาเหมียวเอาซึ่งซ่าเนี่ยจ้ะตัวอัจฉริยะเออไอ้ดีดีดีอะดีดีอะดีดีอะดีดี
Siaro says, so for in the beginning, no need to even explore the mind or thinking deliberately. Right? Start with just being aware of sensations, awareness of breath or movement or sound and all that. Just 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 keep the awareness going. Awareness yeah, that's what happens usually that I, I tend to go with my thoughts. It's like you go inside the thoughts. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So because it's a very strong habit and you want to sort of reverse it slowly, so when you realize that you're do it lost in the mind, come back to the body. Come back to the body. Yeah. Just want to clarify some things that happen while I'm here. Uh, one of the incidents is actually the bed linens. I actually walked through the toilet and then I saw the cupboard and they keep the linens unlocked. So when I passed by, I saw one piece of bed sheet that I thought it's nice for me to use as blanket. So I, it was quite late. That was the first night. I passed by there. Then I decided that the lady in charge is not around. So I took it and used it. But then I felt guilty. I start, Then after two nights, I asked my friends in the room, um, because I was reading the eight precepts, it's very new to me, I mean, Buddhism, you know. So, um, and one of them say, uh, um, don't, um, what, uh, don't take something that's not given to you. So I thought, okay, it wasn't given to me, I took it. So then my friends say, maybe you should clarify. I mean, in, in me, I thought, yeah, is that, how does that work actually it's a communal thing rightfully I shouldn't take it but at the same time maybe it was unlocked it was meant to be taken you know it's okay in, because she's not there to stand by and help us so how does this work that's one of the incidents that happened did I break the eight precepts not that I'm like so particular I would like to you know abide by it second incident is actually greed again um, I enjoy the food here very much, so I tend to have second serving, and then, then I said I really want to go for another round. But then the I I notice greed, you know the deliciousness and all that. So then I said, okay, never mind to to console myself. Let's wait for everybody to finish their, you know. <laughs> then no, everybody has eaten, so I don't deprive anyone. Then I wait for the in, then I go and take another, you know. So it's like, um, then I ask myself, how, what, do I, what, what do I do? Do I, I want to eat, but at the same time I notice greed there, defilements. What's the right thing to do? That's, that's the, something that happened there. And the third one is... Um, this afternoon it seemed like I woke up from, I took a nap because I was I thought I'll rest so that I have you know, I can do proper, better awareness later so I woke up just in time for like as if it's wind and going to rain, so I thought okay, let's go and keep the clothes out there at the back, then as I was walking by, I met another friend she was there, she, she said oh, um, it's going to rain there's lots of clothes out there but I don't know whose clothes are they, you know, I I don't know who to tell and what. So then I was all alone there when I was keeping my clothes. Then I keep looking at the sky. It seemed like going to rain, going to rain. So then what do I do? Do I run and tell everyone? Or I, I thought, okay, never mind. 
I keep all inside. Then I was thinking, what do I do? What, um, and will people get, uh, you know, like, oh, you move because some are personal things, men and women stuff. So I was thinking, never mind, it's just something, you know. Man or woman, it doesn't matter as long as it's safe in case rain come, they can't come in time. Because yesterday the rain came quite fast. Suddenly it just came. So then <laughs> this mind was thinking, should I tell Mike to apologize to everyone? I'm sorry, I take your things and put in. You know, it becomes so critical, so fear, so much fear, you know, and too much thinking maybe. So, but at the end I decided, never mind, I just... I think I did something good for everyone. I, they don't know I did it, and they don't know who to blame. If they get angry, it's their problem. <laughs> so all these funny things happen. I just thought I like to, you know, uh, know what's the right thing. Of course, I also um, by listening tonight, I realize it comes from a lot of like fear of what people think. This mind is uh, very conscious about, you know. Um, like that. So that's what I can only pick up at this point. Tunggu sih ada kuat tu teruk. Eh, kene hobi rotu kure mat tetara di cawat eh kene tu pertama ni mat tuiro tu eh kene teku yubro tu sang ni net tuin kau mat tene lo tu senja bro. Tapi ho eh na ho mibu tanya miot mian masih. Ada tu balu ama matiro. ดังนั้นตัวยูไลท์เด็ดเลยตัวเด็กอายุอะไรพูดเนี่ยสำหรับต้องรู้ยามาไปสำหรับต้องไลท์ยูไลท์เด็ดต้องเนี่ยเนา
ไอ้ซูเลยไม่ยูมีราไม่ผิดอ่ะหลอกอกลงอยู่ปีมาตัวตัวอยู่เลยแต่ไม่รอบว่าจะสร้างนี่มันเลยตีเลยบาลุติเ
Uh, what about my thoughts? Uh, it belongs to me uh, because these days I'm asking about that. Uh, I'm thinking about that. It's my my thoughts. That's what we think. It, that's how the mind feels. The mind believes. The, <laughs> no, notice that, that the word that's used is the mind believes. Again, it's not you that believes, it's your thought. It's the mind that believes that the thoughts are M-I-N-E, mind. The mind, M-I-N-D, believes the thoughts are M-I-N-E, mind. You know? Um, but also, also, Seattle says, the thing is, we can't just remove it. We can't just remove this belief, and we don't have to. We don't need to believe that these thoughts are not mine. We don't have to, okay? All we need to do is be aware that all this stuff is happening in the mind, right? At least we know that, even if we think of it as my mind, we know that it is a mind, right? And we can watch what's happening in my mind. Yeah. says, if it was my mind, I would say, only good thoughts come. But I can't stop the mind from doing what it wants. Right? Do you want to be angry? No, my mind. Not <laughs> <laughs> me, my mind. <laughs> yeah, if it was my mind, then I'd say no. Yeah, my mind, don't be angry and it would just not be, right? Yeah. <laughs> The mind is a force of nature and it is a set of conditions. Yeah? And um, Patsyaro says, this is theory. It's just theory. We don't have to believe it. It doesn't have to be real for us. We just uh, have heard it we put it aside and we just watch the mind. Just be aware. Ah, just yeah. maybe be aware. Yeah. It but will help to understand. Take away, understand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's possible for understanding to come because we are aware. Yeah. That's enough. Uh, but, um, I, I feel that it's more easy to um, do this work. Um, in a city, for example, no? In a city? Yes. Like in the town? Yes. Yes, okay. I don't know why, but uh, it's strange. In, in the city, when you are around, around it by people, and people talk and feel and say, and you feel something, and, yeah. and it's very easy to, to find things and what's happening yeah. but here i'm in peace no <laughs> so uh, everything is like beautiful yeah. maybe sometimes boring but uh, i feel less things are mm. maybe because are uh, really small and I, maybe I, I don't have the habit for uh, small things but yeah uh, this is the feeling 
ยอดอยู่มีตัวดีอาทุมัวเนี่ยမျိုးเรามาโปซินพี่แม่ทีเนี่ยเนี่ยบ่มျိုးเรามาผิดเนี่ยอะหมายไปลูเนเซสไซอ
my mind, uh, who was observing this beauty, uh, said, oh, enjoy it, it's great, it's wonderful. But then I told to myself, is it wanted that I enjoy, or shall I just observe and uh, uh, do not enjoy too much? Uh, it made me a bit confused because uh, up to now in my life, beauty is something extremely important. If I'm not convinced that uh, the world is beautiful, uh, I would have a problem, let's say, like this. But then I said, okay, you've got to observe that feeling, but am I also entitled to really enjoy it? I don't really think I was attached, mm -hmm. but it somehow it gave me kind of a warmth. I mean, I feel as I just difficult to describe. Mm -hmm. Good to be here, good mm -hmm. to be alive, things like this. Yeah, also, just is it okay to enjoy? Yeah. yeah. Just be aware that you're enjoying. So, yeah. it, it's not. There's no need to stop enjoyment. There's only a need to be aware of enjoyment. Everything that's happening naturally, you let it happen. But you just want to add awareness. Awareness wants to be friends with the with the party too. Awareness wants to join your party now. You've been having this party your whole life. Awareness wants to also be part of this. You know, the mind enjoys. Okay, so you watch enjoyment. How much can the mind enjoy? How long can it enjoy? When does it stop? Why does it start? Why does it stop? What does it do after that? Just watch. Just well, learn. I understand there is no eternal joy and eternal yeah. beauty, of but course. But it's okay. Uh, there was something I just would like to tell that I was slowly walking and then a caterpillar the one that shapes like a U, you know, they, they, they yeah, yeah. turn to a U, then yeah. was, I don't know, I was w walking constantly, it climbed up my trouser, yeah. my leg, and I saw it watching, and every time when there was a fold yeah. in my trouser, it was thinking, her, uh, his f uh, body was uh, thinking, shall I go right or left? And I was watching, I was stopping to walk, and Somehow, uh, this little tiny caterpillar was somehow trying to make the right decision. And, and having a look at this, it, it came up to here, and with every fold, right, left, right, and then continue, you know, it didn't really know. And that was so amazing. I mean, it actually did the same as we are doing here, somehow. <laughs> I don't know if it was aware of, I don't think it was aware, but why did it, why did it thinking, or no, not thinking, I mean, why this back and forth? Yeah. 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 He noticed how, how fascinated you are with external beauty and external nature. And says, and this practice is about becoming fascinated with internal beauty and internal nature, you know, the internal workings of the mind, mm -hmm. you know, and the body, yeah. Yet. Yeah. 
And, and he loves that interest, you know. He says he loves the amount of interest you have, the, the, the sense of fascination you bring, and if you could turn that inwards, it's perfect. <laughs> And but you know, Sierra says, with anything, this interest and this fascination comes when we are close to it, when we are close to something, when we are close to nature, we become fascinated with nature, external nature. It's the same with our minds. When we watch our minds constantly, we begin to see the fascinating turn of mind, turns of the mind, and we begin to become fascinated with the way the mind works and its nature. Okay, what every Buddhist teacher might know, it didn't go on like this, of course. <laughs> so, okay, I had my portion of uh, beauty, mm-hmm. and I was continued to walking, the clouds came, I said, yeah, okay, yeah. what's next? I was thinking to myself, so let's just watch my mind. And then the usual cinema was starting in my head. So, uh, what will I tell my family if I come back? Uh, uh, what will I tell to my friend who said you will not make it more than two days? Whatever, all these relatively silly things. I said, it's not very interesting. Okay. I'm observing it, but it's a bit boring what's coming up. So, that's, so beauty was uh, still somewhere present, but it was behind. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Then I said, okay, uh, what's going to be next? How can I... I was on the search. Now something must happen. But relatively day-to-day or yeah, casual thoughts came to my mind. I said, okay, I cannot just think these uh, casual ideas all day. It's going to become boring. And it even went on. And I was thinking about, yeah, actually many things in Buddhism doesn't really help me in daily life. That was yesterday evening. What am I doing here? You know, and I said, come on, go to bed and see what's going to happen the next day. Next day, I went to take shower. I mean, that's not too extraordinary. When I finished shower, I took my roll on. Sorry. Uh, and ten seconds later, I was thinking, did I take my roll on or not? And then, click, uh, I know what I'm, why I'm here, because I was absolutely not mindful at all. Because if even something that I'm doing... I forget it within 10 seconds, then I knew why I'm here and what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
ตุแกอาทมเวเสกุจิเมสรอเสกุจิรอเสกกะบายลุ่นเลยสรอตุเอ็นเปียนตุมีตาซูบาเปียวอ่ะมะเลบลุเปียวเปียวอ่ะมะ
So let's say you don't give yourself a timeline, and then you just do and not expecting anything in return. You know, like just oh, I'll just do every day. You know, if it comes, when it comes, it comes. Ah, you know what I mean. So um, okay. What oh. <laughs> is something more? Okay. So yeah. So that's the thing. So um, let's say uh, <laughs> I'm blank already. <laughs> I'm blank. I'm so nervous. <laughs> so, anyways, um, so let's say I don't give myself a timeline. So with this meditation thing, so you practice it every single day. You know, you practice, practice, practice. So you don't expect. So like, I suppose because I'm so used to like having like, okay, by this one month I have to get something. I have to get somewhere. So with this meditation thing, like. I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. It's like, oh, every day I'm narrating my life. Oh, I'm doing this, or oh, I'm doing that. Now, Have uh, you done that already? Yeah, I'm already narrating. <laughs> but I feel like there's no wisdom yet. <laughs> you done, you've done that for a month now? <laughs> no, 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 no. I say, no, because I expect like at least nine days, at least I have something, you know, like, I expect a change uh, after these nine days. So I feel like until now, it's just like me. Oh, maybe now, now, now I notice some sound. Okay, that's a difference, you know? Something like that, but how does it relate to? Let's say if you want to do it in real life. Let's say um, you study every day, so you expect to get an A in return, right? So if you don't get an A, are you supposed to be contented with not getting an A because you study a lot? Eh, yeah. Let's say you get a B after you study, 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 study. Then you get angry, you know. You get angry that you're supposed to get an A, right? So like, oh, you're contented with getting a B, okay? And then, you know what I mean? So that the greed is there. Like, let's say you, you study to get something, but that's greed, right? So let's say, you, let's say you take out the greed out of the equation, so you just study to be contented with getting a B, even if you get a B and you don't get an A. I don't know how to explain it, but... Mm, I, I kind of know what yeah. you mean. So if you're a baba ma, kwa lauda ma na miya tukuku ya bu, ma sa chet Says we study not to get an A, we study to get an education. No, that's an example. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he, he says there are many things that we can want, but what is important in the things that we want? Education, he says, is um, although it's an example, it's probably going to be a good example. Education is about learning. Um, you know, it, it's not just learning, you know, what's in the book. It, it, it's about learning what's important in life, about humanity and all that. And, um, yeah, it's not just about the marks, you know. It's an exercise that has a bigger purpose. Hmm? <laughs> and when we study, Siado says, if we truly understood what we were studying, the marks would automatically be good. <laughs> No, but like uh, to to the 
ตะลาดนี่ได้อาทุนเลยสวยเนี่ยตุกกูโกจีเนี่ยโอ้ตุกกูโกจูชื่ออ่ะมาบ่เลยตะเปียเอ่อตะเปียเปียตะลาจีป
Yeah, so when you want something, and um, wisdom also wants things, you know? Wisdom wants things, but wisdom understands what will make that thing happen. And wisdom works on the things, the, the conditions, so that the thing will happen. Right? So there can be wholesome desire, not just unwholesome desire. Yeah? And when we get something, always remember, we don't get something because of just one cause. One cause, one effect doesn't happen. It's always multiple causes, one effect. Yeah, and, and there are so many things in life that we try to get, but we don't get, right? Many things that we want that we can't achieve, right? So clearly, just wanting alone is not enough to get what we want. Yeah. Everything we get, we get because the conditions for those things have become complete. So that's why we call it cause and effect. So Seattle gives a simple example. Um, Seeing, they call it seeing consciousness. So knowing that you're seeing, okay? And that arises because of four conditions. First, you must have a good eye. You mustn't be blind. Then there must be light. Then there must be the object that you can see. And then you must pay attention to it. You must act, the attention must be on it. Then you see it, right? Then seeing consciousness arises, right? So you might want to see, but if you're blind, you wouldn't be able to see. There's no light, you can't see. Right? So these are the conditions must be complete. So just seeing alone, four conditions must happen for one thing to arise. It's the same everywhere. So for sound, hearing, you know, there must be uh, the medium, like there can't be a vacu- vacuum, right? In a vacuum you can't hear, your ear must be good, right? There must be the sound, a sound must be produced. Yeah. Yeah, so always results are the result of conditions coming together. Okay, yeah. So greed is not the reason for getting things. Greed is not what helps you to achieve what you want. So it's okay actually, in terms of good things. Uh, we wouldn't call that greed. Kaune hariu, loba ne lojina, okay la, and I'll loba lomakolo. When So Seattle gives um, the, an analogy. He says, you know, when we know that something is good, we know that something is good and we like it, that, that's one thing. When we don't know that something is good and we like it, that's delusion and greed. Okay, so the analogy he gives is, you meet someone and you don't know the person. But you just look at the person and we use our judgment and you say, oh, I like this person. That's greed. We don't know, but we like. Maybe that person, you know, we don't know what that person has inside, right? But when you get to know a person and you know there's, you know, good qualities, that's knowing that something is good. Okay? (laughs) So, So, you know, delusion thinking that something might be good. Thinking that, like, Sarah even often gives the example of Nibbana to us, you know, like, 
thinking that Nibbana is good and trying to reach for it, that's delusion. You know, we can only work with what we know. So when we don't really know something, we can't really want it. You know, we can't really want it. It's, um, it's only when we really know that something is good that the mind will reach for it wholeheartedly. So what Syara often says to yogis is, um, one of the first lessons we need to learn, one of the first things, one of the first um, wisdoms we need to 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 uh, learn from being mindful is understanding the benefit of mindfulness itself. Theodosis in, in Burma, uh, some, you know, children come to the center to um, children, teenagers, you know, young adults, they all come to the center. And, and some of them notice and they say when they're mindful, they can see that what they do becomes better. Like they do it maybe, you know, the, the work they do is either done more sincerely, more conscientiously. The quality of what they do is better. Yeah, even they said even when they fold their clothes, it's neater when they're mindful. <laughs> yeah, so they notice that. Just simple things. And then when we are, when we are conscientiously mindful, um, the mind stops chattering so much. Right? The mind still thinks. It needs to think. It needs to think about functional things and what it needs to do and all that. But chattering unnecessarily calms down if we are conscientiously mindful. And then, Sierra says, it makes the mind clear. And then we find that we're, we also know how make, can make decisions more easily. You know, things seem more clear to us because the mind is more clear. And then, when you are Conscientiously in the present moment, you know, being aware, Shara says the present moment also starts to, to become alive. The, the present moment, which we usually just pass through, suddenly has life and meaning. We live, we live in our thoughts so much. We live in our thoughts of what's going to happen, what happened before, uh, what we should do next, and all. We, we live in our thoughts. Not in the, not in real life, not in the life that we are stepping in right now. But the past is gone, it's not here. And the future hasn't come, it's not here. All we have actually is here, right? The past and the present, the past and the future are only left in our imagination. They're not real in the present moment. In the present moment only. So, so when we <clears throat> know the present moment, when we know ourselves in the present moment, then then life becomes very real, right? Yeah, says, imagine two people. One of these people. This person knows what he or she thinks. This person knows what he or she says and is conscious of what he or she does. 
The other person is oblivious, doesn't know what he or she thinks, doesn't know what he or she does, but doesn't know what he or she says. Which person do you think has a better quality mind? The one that is aware, right? Do you want to be someone who's aware or someone who's just... So that's why awareness is so important. And you know, when we become aware more and more, we begin to also see the value of the simplicity of awareness. For a person, for any human being in this life, Seattle says the most important thing is to know oneself. There's nothing more important than knowing yourself fully. And the younger we know this, Seattle says, the better it is. You know, if, yeah, let's not get too old before we get to know ourselves. <laughs> Seattle says, you know, despite having gone for, having started meditation when he was 13, um, until he was 30, he lived his life blindly. He would go on retreat, he would come out, and he would just do whatever he wanted. <laughs> And when he says, when the way he lived at home was, he did everything he wanted and he did nothing that he didn't want. That was his way to live, you know. Um, he was a rebel. <laughs> but he said it was, a, it was a blind way of living. And he suffered for it. He said he didn't know he didn't know the meaning of life. He didn't care about it. He didn't think about it. He had no plan. He was just he was charging through life. He didn't know, you know, he had no purpose. Just whatever was it happening right then, it was like if 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 he wanted to do it, he'd just do it. He wouldn't think about consequence or result, nothing. Just yeah, if he wanted it, he did it. If he didn't want it, he didn't care. <laughs> but then, because he suffered so much, he somehow got cornered into having to meditate um, he, himself. He, it came out of himself. Um, and then, uh, when he finally began meditating, Seattle says, he... He went. He, he he sort of meditated for a long time. He he was mindful of himself in daily life, um, continuously for like three and a half years. It changed his life. <laughs> he says. So the earlier we understand the mind, the less we suffer because of the mind. He got super depressed when he was 30. <laughs> Paranoid. Mm. And that was the third time he got depressed, actually, already. <laughs> because, and he got depressed because he wanted to be so happy. He just wanted to have fun all the time. That's all he wanted was to have fun. And he couldn't have fun all the time anymore. And so he got depressed. People who want to have a lot of happiness, uh, they get bored and depressed more easily. It's the greed leading to aversion. Because when 
you've done everything you can to have fun. Nothing is fun anymore. Uh, nothing more to do that's fun. Error. Then depression happens. <laughs> So if we don't understand the mind, we will suffer because of the mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is why are people jumping from buildings, tall buildings in Singapore? <laughs> or all over the world. This is the same when, when you try to, to grow, grow up and as much you work with, you, with yourself, you feel more lonely. Hmm. Because then, when you meet people, uh, you you feel you are in another. If you want to to find a partner, for example, and you you work a lot on yourself, on yourself, and psychology, Buddhist, whatever. Mm, mm. Um, but then you you know more people, and sometimes people who you think it will be good um, is very ch childhood childlike childlike childish childish yeah. or um, I don't know uh, immature I, yeah sometimes I, I feel this that as much you grow mm. more lonely you are mm. or something like that <laughs> Seattle says, he won't use the word lonely. He said, you become more alone because you're different. But it's, it's not lonely. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true, Seattle says, that, you know, there are more mad people in the world. Well, yeah, like more, like, you know, there's more madness in the world than sanity, but that's how it feels sometimes, you know. You see, you, you see the delusion, you see the, uh, the irrationality and stuff like that. And, and they're, they're carrying on fine. They're perfectly happy with the way they are, you know, yeah. Um, and it can feel a bit difficult. So if possible, so if possible, find like-minded people. Yeah. And if you can't find like-minded people, Siarosa said that time, be aware of how you feel. Yeah, awareness is your friend. Awareness is your friend. I make my mind my friend. I make my mind my friend. Yeah. Says, yeah, when you say you, I make my, my, friend, my friend, it's you make friends with the wholesome qualities of your mind, right? Because yeah. the unwholesome qualities, they, they can give you a lot of trouble. Yes. Wow. Okay, I'm trying to follow this. I keep getting lost. Um... If you've got a particularly thought that's reoccurring and the source is um, pretty toxic, defilement-like, not good enough, mm. and you understand... Mm. 
and you understand the root cause. So you, you understand the root cause, where it's coming from. So you have a bird's eye view of what's going on. You can look at, you can see your mind, and you can see this, this thoughts coming up again. And you're, and you're working, at, and you're working on the root cause to fix the problem continuously as well at the same time. This is, this is. The root cause is the thought. Maybe lack, lack of self-love or whatever that's right. called creating this toxic defilement. Toxic. Thinking. So this, this, yeah, this toxic thinking, and and then this is bringing up feelings of um, stress or anguish or or, okay. or or just sort of depression. Mm-hmm. So if you know all this is going on and you're working on the root cause, then how do you sort of cap those feelings and don't let them mm-hmm. uh, surface? Yeah, to uh, <laughs> to lack of self-love ตัวบ่เนาะแลกออฟเซิลฟ์ลัฟตัวบ่เนาะ uh so um, two three levels of knowing in the immediate in the immediate the practical thing to do is uh, not think and uh, not like not think as in like when you notice the thoughts don't allow them to keep going okay watch the feeling that is associated with those thoughts because there's a feeling right it doesn't feel pleasant, but if but you ch- change your view, remind yourself that th- a feeling is just a feeling, right? The thought is just a thought, and the mind is just the mind. And you watch the feeling. If the thought pops up again, you know the thought. Don't let it spin. Go back to the feeling. So you, you do this exercise. It's like an exercise. You do it over and over and over again. Ultimately, it's to understand that a feeling is just a feeling to come to that realization that a thought is just a thought and that's a very powerful realization that the mind is just the mind you know yes this this, this issue with feeling is just a feeling mm. just to, to to actually feel that it's just a feeling rather than feeling it if you Ra- know what i mean <laughs> uh-huh. no you so you know you, you you can say oh it's just a feeling but by the time you've said it to yourself you're actually displaying the feeling to whoever's involved in the outside world. <laughs> I think you do still feel the feeling. <laughs> so you will feel the feeling. It may not be pleasant. But the, the exercise is to... to 
watch it continuously as objectively as possible without getting sucked into it and its story yeah so again not to let the story keep talking in the mind while you're watching the feeling because it's the thoughts that feed the feeling tall order very tall order oh, I'm working on it working on it okay low for josani there think of yourself as a think of you that's trying to to watch uh, to be aware as one person and the feelings as another person and you're watching that person continuously okay. that'll give you a bit of distance don't become the feeler be the watcher you will still feel tanzaro kazama vetame chi 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 wo yeah just just observe it needs some persistence and it needs some time um yeah as Bruce Lee once said yes don't think feel yeah Bruce Lee at the cup you are there but since I never can zare yeah don't think feel it but not in the sense that we say it in english where when we feel we sort of like become the feeling this is like know the feeling right know the feeling yeah so so not to not to wallow or indulge in it you know but to to know that it is happening but start with knowing something physical because it's neutral it is not that highly charged emotional feeling you know start by knowing something neutral bodily sensations breath when you sit when you sit meditation when you do a sitting what do you pay attention to what do i pay attention to yeah or are no. you just like being aware of whatever arises not just uh, usually on the breath yeah, breath okay that works for me and how do blow blow tidal yeah so if you think about how you observe the breath yeah think about can you imagine now how your mind observes the breath yes and can you bring that same attitude that same stance of observing to the feeling so the feeling becomes the breath when you watch the breath are you thinking about the breath not so much yes <laughs> when i forget I, i start thinking about the breath when you forget you start thinking about the breath <laughs> i'm thinking about no no yes i understand i mean yeah. it's been obviously I've, i'm not suffering so much now but it's it's um yeah this thing with the feeling and this yeah. this, this issue it took a long time to get resolved i'm still working on bits of it now yeah but it's just future I'm just trying to future proof myself in case something else comes up and then there's feelings attached to it and how I sort of Yeah, so he gave you that exercise, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I'll try that. Well, I hopefully won't have to try but I'll um, try it if it comes. You have to train yourself in it. You have to practice it over and over again. It doesn't happen right away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank you. ตัวตัวตรงนั้นโหเดี๋ยวนั้นตัวลงนี่แหละลงนี่จะดําเนินโทรตัวนาวใจตัวเสียงอะไรทุกอย่างตัวนี้ตัวนี้ 
ไอ้ปามาไอ้ปามาเอ่อออกนอกกะดิคันนะโกเทนชุบเตะบ่แต่เมื่อตู้ไส้ทํามาดีเนี่ยตู้ซิซะตู้มะเนี่ยล่ะ
ตัวซาลุบะกงได้แม่ออยูทาร์ดอะแลซาลุกงอมซ่าแม่ซอนาวนี่ติงกันซายูทาร์ดเลยเอลอมโลเรลูอัตตาเบซาเมเลยได้แ
Yeah, we the the mind is defined as that which feels, which thinks, and which knows, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's just intriguing to find out at the end of the day, the body is nothing more than a vessel, nothing else except you know it's a receptor to receive things. And it's the mind that does all the work. So which is why the mind is more important. So the mind can live without a body? I can continue to be living without a body. There is, there is a one realm, realm, you know, 31 realms in the theory, right? One of the realms is a realm with no body, and there's one realm with no mind. But all the rest of the worlds are mind and body. It's the mind that, Ma- no, ma- no together with the body, makes this me, I. <laughs> No, they're just mind and body. They're not I. It's I is an idea of the mind. The mind and body are not I. I is what the mind believes. Yeah, the mind thinks of this mind body as thinks it is me. <laughs> In, yeah, in, if you're talking about Ghost. no, he's not talking about. She's not talking. Do what? Do what? Do win you, Biara? Yeah, there's no soul in Buddhism. There's no concept of soul in Buddhism. There's only this stream of consciousness that goes from life to life. From physical manifestation to physical manifestation. I want to ask why the, the almost all yogis meditation with this position? This is just like people in the East seem to do easily. They've done it all their life. You don't have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Japanese, they sit this way, right? We find that hard. You know, sitting on your knees. Yeah. Americans sit on the chair, yeah, you know, so anywhere you like. Yeah, the posture is not important. You can sit on your head, you know. You can do standing, uh, you know, a headstand and be meditating, right? Yeah, but like, yeah, posture not important at all. Mind, yeah. Yeah, it's how we use the mind, right? Meditation is mind activity. How we use the mind is important, yeah. Respect? Oh. Yeah, Sierra says sometimes we, we are doing or maybe we don't feel any respect, right? Yeah. So the mind should Yeah. Maybe Sierra says the mind might be swearing at the person and you know you're showing your hand. Is it normal do we have to be very slow? in doing things because everywhere like I noticed that everybody is so slow (laughs) did he ask us to do anything slowly (laughs) 
He just asks us to be aware. But if we really try to be aware, we become sometimes quite settled. And you don't, you don't need to hurry, you know. You, because you're more interested in being aware, you might find yourself just being... He says, if you want to run, you want to jog, you can. Just be aware. Yeah, yeah. Just aware, running, running, jogging, jogging. Yeah. No need to be so... Yeah, you can. You can do it any way you like. Just be aware. What? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, it's because this place doesn't have like a la- large like area, right? Like in America, the yogis go hiking and stuff. You know, they up the because they have large woods and all that. They, they yeah, they walk cold. Yeah, yeah. Seattle went for this uh, retreat once, and one of the rules of the retreat was if you go out of the meditation center, do not walk slowly. Because people thought it was really weird. You look like a zombie. The neighbors think, what the hell are you doing? They think there's a cult going on. You know, so it's like the rule was do not walk slowly outside. Yeah. Yeah. But Seattle says if you know if you put yourself fully into yourself, um, you can do it any way you like. You know. <laughs> yeah, do a lura. If you do things slowly, it actually causes some tension if you're having to force yourself to be slow. And um, yeah, it can be tired. Yeah. So, what I notice is the thinking, I'm sort of being aware of the mind saying that, you know, why are these people doing things so slowly? And I feel, when I look at the feeling, there is an irritation or there is like, you know. So the feeling there? Seattle says, yeah, so when we get irritated, we get tense, right? He says, the yogis that you see do, doing things slowly, they're kind of enjoying themselves. <laughs> I guess it's much. Yeah. So I, what I do is I stay with the irritation. Yeah. Just watch the feeling. Yeah, just watch your own irritation. That's fine. Yeah. I get the same. Seattle doesn't really like control. He likes practice to be natural because what we want to understand is nature, right? So he wants us to just be aware, whatever we do naturally. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.